This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Good morning, Monday morning, kind of cold and brisk, but it's 1130 a.m., 94.1, Wave 94, and you're listening to Escape to Heaven, Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, and what a wonderful thought. I mean, we are going through a lot of stuff, Uh, COVID, floods, earthquakes, volcano, Racial unrest, uh, confusion, unemployment, homeless, uh, fighting within families, their children against their parents. I mean, it's almost endless, the things that we're going through, but you and I can escape and we can escape to heaven while we're here on earth. But there's also a reality of literally, are you going to go to heaven? And how is this even possible? You know, um, it makes me think about Noah. Because you and I are kind of out there when the rest of the world look at us, they go like those Christians. What are they thinking about? But Noah, Lot, uh, a lot of soldiers have stood for Jesus and for the word of God when it really was not the easiest thing to do, and especially Noah. Noah's faith literally condemned the entire planet. Can you imagine one person living for God while everyone else is doing whatever and just uh, doing whatever the prince of the power of the air, the God of this world, is putting in their hearts, mind, and imagination to do. So we go to the Word of God, uh, Genesis, the sixth chapter, it says, Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God, and that means the angels that were assigned to earth to watch it and monitor it, report to the Lord, help it, but instead they saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful, And they took wives for themselves of all whom they choose or chose. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. And my interpretation of that is that God saw that sons of God, which were eternal beings, have made it with temporal beings, meaning beings that have a limitation of how long they can live, and that's you and I. And so God himself is recognizing, well, this this is this is not going to work because my spirit, which is in the spirit uh, of those uh, angels or sons of God, they, they, they were made spiritual beings, and so are we. But their lifespan 
is eternal. Our lifespan on earth is limited. And so he acknowledges that. And there uh, there were giants on the earth in those days. And the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children. And guess what? They bore mighty men, mighty men of old and renowned, like Hercules and things like that. We've heard of these Jason, all these kind of names in the Greek mythology. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great and that uh, every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Why is that? Because now mankind is mixed. It's no longer just the image of God. Now it's the image of God mixed with angelic beings and angelic, angelic beings that are also rebellious, I might add. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Why was that? This is the genealogy of Noah. And, and you know, from finding grace, why do we flip to genealogy? Because that is, in fact, what this whole thing is about. Thing being, are you going to make it to heaven or are you on your way to hell? Thing. That's the thing. How did this thing come about? It's all about genealogy from Genesis, the third chapter, when uh, the Lord himself, the creator, met with Adam, Eve and the serpent. And God himself said, I will put enmity between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. So that's what this is all about all day long, every day of our lives. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his what? Genealogy, his generations. Generations, he was not mixed with the seed of the angelic beings. And Noah walked with God. Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God. The earth was filled with violence. God looked upon the earth, and it was corrupt indeed. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. So the angelic beings corrupted the uh, animals as well. Notice that when the Lord sent the uh, Israelites from the wilderness into the promised land, uh, one of the first things they began to do was to kill the serpent seed. And that's including the animals. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. And then what he said, verse number 18, I will establish my covenant with you. You shall go into the ark, you, your son, and wife, and your son's wife with you, and every and of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. So the point is, you and I today are similar to Noah in the sense that everywhere we look, there's violence, there's wickedness, there's sin meaning complete, complete abandonment of the ways of God and instead clinging to the ways of 
the prince of the power of the air, which is the God of this world. So we are not completely maybe in the actual stage that Noah was in, but we're so very close. So you can feel almost like Noah, but will God find you to be just, you know, or are you a mixed uh, Christian or believer? Um, Are you carrying the seed of both the serpent and the woman in your daily living? So that is something that we as believers, you know, we have to pay attention to ourselves because even the Lord says, work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling before the Lord. Let's go over to first uh, Corinthians 15 chapter, because, you know, Jesus came, he saved us. He, he completed his assignment would be a better way to say that. Uh, meaning that he lived without sin. He was sacrificed. He, he died. His blood ran down. He went under the ground. He preached to those that were in hell. And then he brought captivity captive. So, and after that, he came back on earth for 40 days and talked only about the kingdom of God to his disciples. And then he gave an assignment. And that assignment is still reigning today for you and I. And that's for us to go and preach the gospel to all creation. And the question is, when we're going, do we know what is the gospel? First Corinthians 15 chapter, starting with verse one through 10, talks about the gospel. So I declare to you the gospel, which I preach to you, which also you received and in which you stand by which also you are saved. If you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, and this is Paul speaking to the Corinthians. First of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture, that he was buried, that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. And that um, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. So at the time that Paul wrote this, the 500 individuals that saw Jesus after he was raised from the dead, most of them were still alive. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. The last of all, he was seen by me also as by one born out of due time. So Paul is recognizing that he also saw Jesus. And we all know when he was on the horse in the great light, when he was on his way to Damascus. And so Paul says, I am the least of the apostles. I'm not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. And that's a lot of us. A lot of us were very horrible towards believers. And yet here we are today, a believer, a believer of what? A believer that heaven is real, that Jesus is real, that God is real, that there is a reckoning of what we do in this body and that we actually never die because we're spirit beings. We're going to talk more about that. 
But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was also with me. So that's the gospel, okay? And what did Jesus do? Still in uh, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15 chapter, verse number 20. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, meaning those who have died. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. So this is what you and I are believing when we say we're believers. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive, but each one in its own order. Okay. Christ, the um, the first fruits after with those who are Christ. So it's important that when you die, that you really have Jesus Christ inside of you, because in the realm of the spirit, without your body, then you are a spirit being. So if Christ is not in you, in your spirit, then you cannot follow him where he is. Okay. Jesus has a future. His future is when the income, he delivers the kingdom of God. He delivers the kingdom of the whole world to God, the father. When he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. So the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. When Jesus went down to um, the earth, in the middle of the earth, down to hell, um, and we read where he took the keys. Remember, he took the keys to hell and to death. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to go to Revelations. I believe that's where it tells us even again. Revelations, the first chapter, I believe it talks about how he has the keys. <laughs> But he still has to do what? Put him under his feet. Yes, here it is. Revelations first chapter. Okay. Where he says, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and last. Okay. That's number one. Number two, he says that I am the first and the last. I am he who lives. And was dead, and behold, I am alive forever. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades, which we call hell, and of death. So that's who Jesus is. And he has a future where he already has everything given to him, but the actuality of it, the living daily of it, that's coming next. Okay. So Jesus Christ is the faithful witness. He's the firstborn from death. So if you have faith in Jesus and he's in your spirit, then you are able to be raised from the dead, you know, meaning from a, a state of nothingness to life with the creator. He's the firstborn from the dead, the ruler over the kings of the earth to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He's made us kings. That's our future. 
and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. That's over in Revelations. I thought that was an insert into 1 Corinthians 15 chapters so you would understand the future of Jesus and the future of those who live and die with Christ inside of them. 1 Corinthians 29, uh, 15 chapter 29 verse says, Otherwise, what will they do who are baptized for the dead if the dead do not rise at all? So that's what we believe, that the dead shall rise. Why then are they baptized for the dead? Why do we stand in jeopardy every hour, meaning the world is against us? Okay, so we are to die daily. Um, be not deceived. We cannot live an evil lifestyle, work wickedness, and say that we're with Jesus Christ. Evil company corrupts good behavior. So we are to awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. But someone will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come with? <laughs> so Paul responds in 1 Corinthians 36 verses, um, foolish one, what you sow is not made alive until it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. So what he's saying is when we put a seed in the ground, we don't get a seed. We instead get a tree. And likewise, with the father, with the creator, when he plants his word in us, we don't. It's not just there's a manifestation. There's a difference in our walk, in our thinking, in our thoughts, in our actions. So the same thing with the bodies. Okay. God gives it a body as he pleases and to each seed its own body. All flesh is not the same flesh. There is one kind of flesh of man, another of animals, another of fish, another of bird. There's also celestial bodies. There are terrestrial bodies. But the glory of each body is different. The glory of a celestial body is different than the glory of a terrestrial or earthly body. So there's a glory of the sun and glory of the moon and glory of the stars. And one star differs from another star. So also is the resurrection of the dead. So our body is sown in corruption, but it's raised in incorruption. It's sown in dishonor, but it's raised in glory. It's sown in weakness, but it is raised in power. It's sown a natural body. So when we die, our body actually ceases to exist. But when we are resurrected, we're going to be raised a spiritual body. So there is a natural body, but there's also a spiritual body. Okay. And there's a difference between Adam, which was the first created in the image of God, in our likeness. That was Adam, you know. Uh, God made him from the dirt and then blew in him his own breath, meaning 
man became a living soul. He became a, a spiritual being also at the same time terrestrial. And that earthen body had a limitation as to how long it could live. It's almost like a spacesuit. It's like God breathed himself inside of a spacesuit and then de and designed the spacesuit so that it could replicate itself through the union of intimacy. And if we go to the Bible, 1 Corinthians 15, chapter, verse 45, it says, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last man, Adam, or Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural. And afterward, the spiritual. So the first man was made of the earth. He was made of dust, just like I said. The second man is the Lord from heaven. So as was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dirt. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. So we have we are bearing every day the image of the man of dust. So we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. So that means simultaneously believers are two beings. You are a spirit being, but you're also a natural being. And first you were born of your mother and father, but then you were born again. That's why Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is spiritual. Because why? God is a spirit. Okay? Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. So there is a mystery here that we shall not all stay dead, but we shall be changed. And that's the rapture in a twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. The trumpet will sound. The dead in Christ will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. Okay. And when this corruptible has put on incorruption and the mortal has put on immortality, then we shall say death is swallowed up in victory. What is our ministry? Because we have a ministry. Uh, once God has done these things, he has changed us and made us over. Our ministry then is to do what? We have to tell others, you know, because <laughs> we have to let others know. We have renounced the hidden things that we did when we were walking in sin. And we're not walking. We should not be walking in craftiness or handling the word of God deceitful, but we're walking in truth, okay? Uh, because if our gospel is veiled or hidden, it will be hidden to those who are also dying with no hope, perishing those whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, just shine on them. So we don't preach ourselves. We preach Christ Jesus, the Lord. Okay. 
and know that we are bound. You know, when Jesus saved us, he also connected us with him endlessly. For it is the God who commanded light. Remember in Genesis how God, the spirit hovered over the earth. God spoke and he commanded, let there be light to shine out of darkness. Well, he's also shining in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. You see, you and I have a treasure in this earthen vessel. That's the excellence of the power of God, not of ourselves. We're hard pressed. We're crushed. Uh, but we're not crushed. We're, we're pressed, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed. But we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. Why? We're always carrying about in our bodies the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. We are literally walking around with heaven alive in us every day. Escape to heaven. Heaven is within you. Just by living and breathing Jesus, we're giving the world and ourselves heaven. <laughs> for we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is working, but life is in us. Okay? Because why? We have the spirit of faith. And then if you go over to Hebrews, the, seven, the 11th chapter, you'll see that Noah, by his faith, okay? Noah's faith, uh, he brought, he condemned the whole world. Noah. And that's over here. Hebrews, the 11th chapter, verse number seven says, by faith, Noah, having divinely, having been Divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Now, that is the life that you and I must live. We must live the just. We have to live just. Noah, that's what, that's what the word of God said in Genesis about Noah, how he found grace and God's eyesight was the sheer fact that he was just. So you and I must live justly, okay? We must live by faith. We must live justified by God, predestined by him, knowing in our hearts of hearts that it is God himself that has made us, and we are like him. And we are the ambassadors, ambassadors of God to this earth. Escape. People are running to you. You have heaven to give to them. You may escape for a moment to get rejuvenated, restored, like you plug in your cell phone. But know that heaven is in you. And you are here to give it away to those that are perishing. By faith, Abraham obeyed. He didn't know where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise. Dwelling in tents with Isaac and Abe and Jacob, they were inside of him, inside of his body. Why? Because he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. That's what you and I are doing. 
we're saying about we're going to heaven and we talk about how God says, um, Jesus actually says um, over there in the 14th chapter of John about how there are mansions in his father's house. So they're not made by man. They're made by God. So all of these people, the few that I spoke about today, Noah, Abraham, even Lot, you know, they could have uh, gone back to where they came from. They had the opportunity to return, but they desire a better country, a heavenly country. We love America. We talk all about our city and our country, but there is a heavenly country, a better country. And therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Why? He has prepared a city for the remnant. You have been listening to Escape to Heaven, Servant Marcia. And I just want to encourage you that, you know, receive heaven because it's already within you. Those that have not yet become believers, I pray for you now. Father God, I lift up those who have not come to you as of yet and give them the spirit of faith. Allow them to believe the impossible, God, that you have done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So good to be with you today. Can't wait to see you next time. God bless you. Bye.